It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, November 21st. I'm your host, Donald Ware. Apologies that we missed you on yesterday with our Monday quarterbacking. Uh, But, you know, this is going to be probably a combination of the both. Although I would say if you want to get the scores from this past weekend's game, games, Log on to our website at, or stay here on our website at BoxToRow.com, BoxToRow.com, and click on the scoreboard link. Obviously, you had some big wins. North Carolina A&T wins the MEAC championship uh, by defeating North Carolina Central 24-10. I had some thoughts on that game. And again, stay uh, on BoxToRow.com, and you can read my thoughts on that football game. And then, of course, we got a big one this upcoming weekend in the Bayou Classic, where Southern and Grambling are going to meet to decide the SWAC's Western Division title and the right to play in the SWAC championship game against Alcorn State. As a matter of fact, on this week's From the Press Box to Press Row, Southern head football coach Dawson Odom is going to join us. Grambling head football coach Broderick Fobbs going to join us as well on a radio station near you. Again, stay on our website, BoxToRow.com, and click on the affiliates link for a radio station in your area that carries the show. Also, Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Sirius XM Channel 142. Listen, uh, you know, Black Monday, and and we see this each and every year. It's the Monday after the, essentially the regular season ends. I mean, for, for the most part, you have... Obviously, three games this weekend. We got a makeup game with the Labor Day Classic that was uh, that was uh, well postponed due to the hurricanes between Prairie View A and M, excuse me, and Texas Southern. Uh, you have the Bayou Classic, and then you have the Turkey Day Classic on Thursday as uh, Alabama State's going to host Edward Waters. But essentially, the season ends on the Saturday before. Thanksgiving and and, you know so I mean we had on Monday you had Alabama A&M now former head football coach James Spady gone Arkansas Pine Bluff former now head football coach Monty Coleman contract not going to be renewed Delaware State now former head football coach Kenny Carter gone Florida A&M now former head football coach Alex Wood gone Hampton now former Head football coach Connell Maynard. They uh, apparently it was a mutual thing between Hampton and Connell Maynard. He's out. Mississippi Valley State head now former head football coach Rick Comagy. Contract will not be renewed. And then also, not this week, but last week you had Virginia Union firing Mark James as its head football coach. And then of course during the course of the season. We had Alabama State parting ways with Brian Jenkins. So, so far, I mean, as we talk about this on Tuesday, eight football coaches out, eight football coaches out in HBCU football. You know, I mean, the the, the one that's most precarious to me is the one at Hampton and, and that situation with Connell Maynard. Uh, again, he reported to the local newspaper or was reported – that uh, it was a mutual deal, and of course, we we you know we I, I if you hadn't read the piece I had about Hampton deciding to move to the Big South Conference, you can again stay on our website and read about that. Uh, 
I, I think, you know, and I think it, it was it was mutual, apparently. But I think Connell Maynard uh, probably, you know, I, listen, I, st- I'm st- I still don't really understand fully what Hampton is trying to do by moving to the Big South Conference. Um, at the end of the day, we can talk about uh, about basketball and whether Hampton in years past should have had a higher seed and the MEAC's RPI is low and all of that. I mean, whatever. At the end of the day, the Big South Conference is a one-bid league just like the MEAC is. And, you know, you sort of break with tradition even though, and again, in the piece I wrote, more of the MEAC's true heritage is in the CIAA. They were a founding member of the CIAA back in 1912, and they left the CIAA 96 or 97. So that's where your true your true heritage is, although they had a lot of success in the MEAC. The bottom line is they haven't won a football championship in the MEAC since 2006. The men's basketball program has been very, very consistent as has the women's basketball program um, as well. But all of this talk about, well, it, it's a closer proximity to the schools and, uh, you know, now it's more time to concentrate on academics and all of that. I, I, I just, I just, you know, that's just, that's just, you know, good. We're trying to be putting a spin on it, uh, shall we say. So, you know, I think Connell may, I mean, you know, listen, he, he, he did a, a solid job, you know, in in uh, in what four years at Hampton, solid. It wasn't over, you know, wasn't it wasn't uh, wasn't spectacular, but I think he was building towards something. His first year at Hampton, I think, was a good year. I think they had a bit of a setback last year. They finished six and five, a big win uh, against Howard, who was who 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 was looking had A and T lost to share the MEAC title, and, and so. I just think it was, I think, you know, Connell Maynard, and I don't know this, I haven't talked with with Coach Maynard, but I just think, you know, with the direction, it's sort of puzzling. What's the future look like? And he felt like, okay, I can go and do some other things. Listen, Connell Maynard has won everywhere he's been. He won as a player at Winston-Salem State, won CIAA championships, left Winston-Salem to go to A&T, one MEAC champions. What was was named MEAC Player of the Year. Uh, once he left there, went on to the Arena Football League, won four Arena Football League championships as an offensive coordinator at Fayetteville State. Won three CIAA championships. Uh, so everywhere he's been, uh, Winston Salem State. I mean, won multiple CIAA championships and led the Rams. Uh, on the cusp of winning the national championship back in 2012. So, you know, here at Hampton, maybe the the first place where he hadn't really won per se, but it was, a, to me, a small sample size in, you know, four seasons. But he's definitely going to land on his feet. There's no question about that. I mean, I, I you know, you know, I, I, when I look at some of the job openings, you know, I don't know about the Delaware State job opening. Like, I'm not really sure the direction that Delaware State is going in. Uh, you know, I think Kenny Carter, it, it was a tough road for him. I think three years uh, up in Dover, tough road. I mean, 
every year you're playing two FBS schools. They get blasted by Florida State on Saturday, 77-6. You're playing that game at the end of the season. I get it. It's about the money. You're trying to get paid. I'm typically with that. But, I mean, the way that Delaware State is just getting beat. And I thought Delaware State had a bit of an improved season, but obviously not enough uh, for what Delaware State was looking for. Uh, you know, when I look at, you know, I, I, I'm not surprised about James Spady at Alabama A&M, I think in four seasons, the, you know, the the, uh, the Hornets just really didn't do much, quite frankly, in four seasons. No surprise there uh, with, Do- uh, you know, Donald Hill Ely. Could he be the man at Alabama State? I mean, four wins when this team started out 0-4 and, and, you know, played grambling, I would say, somewhat respectable. You know, maybe he's the head coach there. But the one that I look at, Arkansas Pine Bluff and Monty Coleman, I still kind of scratch my head because this is a Golden Lions program that under Monty Coleman, I think it was his second year as the head coach, he had formerly been the offensive co- or the defensive coordinator at Arkansas Pine Bluff. Um they win the SWAC championship. And then from there, it's gone downhill. They haven't done anything much since they won the SWAC championship in 2012. It's been extremely puzzling. And, you know, quite frankly, I was surprised that he's been around for this long. So you think 2012, so that's 13, 14, 15, since five years since they won the SWAC championship. Um, and to me, it's sometimes, okay, even if you're not winning games, What's the direction of the program? And that's what I was trying to figure out. I, I just didn't know what the direction of the program is. Was it get, I don't think it was getting any better. So for him to have lasted that long, I was quite surprised by. Although a lot of times it's not just about the wins and, and the losses. Monty Coleman brings a name to that Arkansas Pine Bluff program. He's a, a former National Football League player. From maybe from a fundraising perspective, he's able to get some things done. So it's not; it's more than just about the wins and losses as well. Um, it, it's also about what you can bring to that university. And I think from a name perspective, Monty Coleman was able to bring something to the uh, to Arkansas Pond Bluff, which I think is why he lasted for uh, as long as he did. Mississippi Valley State. It's just a train wreck. I, I mean, it's just a train wreck there. I, you know, Rick Comagy takes that job. I think, you know, he had just got let go from Jackson State. Uh, you know, he takes that job maybe to show, hey, I can, I'm going to show people what it is I can do. I'm going to take a program that's not very good. I mean, it's just not a very good program right now. So it's, you know, it's more than just Rick Comagy there at Mississippi Valley State. How do you fix that program and turn that program around that's going to be the question who's who wants to take that job at Mississippi Valley State I think that's also a question as well and then Florida A&M and Alex Wood I mean that that was coming the the rumblings about that had been uh happening all year Florida A&M I mean and and I thought Florida A&M had some talent when you got a a quarterback like a Ryan Stanley uh he's 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 pretty good you know and at the end of the day it just was not enough there. And, and, again, I think a small sample size, but I think Florida A&M, to me, underachieved this year. When I looked at what they had coming in, 
uh, this year. I, I, I said coming into the season, I thought this was going to be a top five program in the MEAC based upon what they had coming in and based upon the fact that they had a talented guy in a in a Ryan Stanley. They had a running game coming back, solid receivers. Maybe the defense wasn't so good, but I thought that. Uh, and on top of that, uh, you know, a lot of expectation from Alex Wood. This is a veteran FCS coach. You know, he's been at, he's been at James Madison and had some success there at James Madison. So I think, yeah, I I, I don't really have a problem. With that at Florida A&M, they had higher expectations. With Alex Wood there, that's a program that's supported by its alumni, and so they they you know, I, I you know three years maybe not enough to really show, but you know he had a three year contract. They decided not to to re up his contract, and I don't really you know necessarily blame Florida A&M for that. Then finally, Virginia Union, uh, Mark James is an alum. I think his first year he came in, did a great job. Uh, Virginia Union never won a CIAA championship. I don't think they even played in a CIAA championship game. There were, I think Mark James was out last year before, uh, you know, I don't know, Joe. at least my understanding, and then maybe Joe Taylor changed his mind and, and, and brought him back. But I don't think Joe Taylor was happy with the, the overall direction of the program. I thought Mark James did a really good job. You look at his record. I mean, he's got way more wins than he does losses at Virginia Union. I think they were on the cusp. I'm trying to think, did they make a Division II playoff appearance? Uh, maybe not. But still, I, I think he was doing a good job, especially he came in like gangbusters, uh, but just not enough. And quite frankly, Joe Taylor not happy, I think, with, uh, with the direction of the program and I mean you know who am I to question Joe Taylor as the AD of Virginia Union or anybody really uh, as one of the greatest coaches in the history of HBCU football as a matter of fact the all-time winningest uh, coach in the MEAC and so you know uh, hey if if Joe Taylor says you know says it so then uh, hey I'm I'm inclined to uh to, to sort of go and not knowing the intricate details of really what goes on at Virginia Union. If Joe Taylor says it so, then, uh, then uh, you know, I'm not going to really question that particular situation. So that's what you have, and that's so far. That's, a, that's as of Tuesday morning. Who knows what else is going to come down the pike, but as of Tuesday morning, eight, uh, they're going to be eight football coaching changes for 2018 and I, I think the the more stable one right now from an interim perspective is Donald Hill Ely uh, at Alabama State. But I'm sure Alabama State going to do a national search uh, to see who else may have some interest in the program. But I think what uh, Coach Hill Ely was able to do with those guys who started off 0-5 and they finished the, the, the season down the stretch forward too, I think that is in fact pretty good. That's going to wrap up today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Listen. I want you guys to have an absolutely outstanding Thanksgiving. This is going to be our last podcast of the week. So have an absolutely outstanding Thanksgiving. Don't forget on this week's edition of From the Press Box to Press Row, Prodrick Fobbs and Dawson Odom's going to join us as we preview the Bayou Classic and the fight for the Western Division of the SWAC 
Championship. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and uh, I'll talk with you this weekend on From the Press Box to Press Row.